guys, welcome back. You're listening to K-Drama in Room 343. I'm your host, C. Choi, aka Christina, and again, I am alone. I am not joined by my co-host, Kimmy, aka Joanne. Um, like I said in the last episode, things have been pretty hectic for the both of us. So I'm here to talk about episode 13 of Reply 1997, By Myself. Yes. Let go. So, um, I'm pretty, I keep, I don't want to make like empty promises. So I honestly don't know if we are going to be together for episode 14, 15, and 16. So I'm just not going to make any promises. So we might be able to do it and we might not be able to do it together. So anyways, let's just dive right into episode 13, shall we? It's um, gonna be a long episode because I don't know for some reason like I have a lot of notes I think because I was all by myself like I didn't want to miss anything So I was like more detailed with the notes. Yeah, let's just get started We open up in 2005 and it's at the courthouse Yoonjae is walking out and he's a judge and he meets like these lawyers and they're like doing small talk and they're like, hey, how are you? You know, like, oh, do you know this guy? He's like a prosecutor now and whatever. And um, apparently like Yoonjae is pretty well known to be a judge because he apparently became a judge um, very fast. And he's like pretty popular. Also, I think he is more known because of his brother. Um, so they're talking about his brother and like, oh, do you don't know who this guy's brother is? Like, oh my gosh, his brother is Yoon Taeung, or what, that was his name. He's like, that's his brother. Like, he's so like a big name. And apparently his brother had left his company and donated all of his funds to charity. Um, and he did this because I guess it's like kind of frowned upon if you're a judge and you have like, you know, an affluent background. But I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like so many people judges have that especially in korea so i don't really know but i guess it's like frowned upon and he didn't want the young didn't want uh to be some kind of a burden on yoonjae so that's like one of the reason why he like sold his company and donated all of the funds so you kind of i mean you kind of can tell from their character that they're pretty like like yoonjae and hyung their characters are pretty i guess like pretty honest and they don't want to be seen as like you know controlled by money i guess like they really have like an honest lifestyle so yeah and then yoonjae kind of does this weird thing because the lawyers were like oh yeah hey let's grab lunch sometime and then um he's like oh but i don't eat with lawyers i guess because when you're in this kind of like casual lunch thing then bribes can happen so he's like yeah i'm not that kind of guy which like yeah okay whatever i don't know if this was necessary to the plot but anyways um so yoonjae is talking to chunhee and i guess they're like living together um so yoonjae is getting into his car and he drives the onata car which is like a basically a poop car like literally it's trash the door doesn't even open from the the driver's side so he has to like get in from the passenger side and like scooch over like it's it's a poop car and when he like turns on the engine like the radio turns off and then the wipers the windshield wipers goes off so it's it's i don't know why he's driving that it's so loud too like the engine um yeah 
And Yoonjae is narrating that, yeah, it's true. Like, Hyung didn't leave me with any stocks. Yoonjae's like, I don't even know what those stocks look like because he's never even shown them to me. And he says that the only thing that the Hyung gave him was the Onata, the car, the poop car, and his apartment. So apparently Hyung invented Psyland, which is like, like it's like a mini homepage for Koreans. It's kind of like Koreans MySpace back in the day. Like a lot of Koreans in the 90s and like early 2000s, this was like a huge thing. Like it's basically like MySpace. But I don't know, like you use money, like real money to decorate like your homepage. Um, I don't... And then like your money is like acorns. I don't, I'm, I'm not this, you know, like I wasn't part of this generation, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, so I don't really understand the logistics, but basically it's all the cringiness that you would pour out onto my space. Or I guess like, I don't know, people use Zanga. I don't, I have no idea what those are. I'm a Facebook generation, so I have no idea, but it's like before Facebook and before, or like around my, my space. So that's why he earned a lot of money. Like he became, this, this Psyland was a huge thing in Korea. So yeah, but then he donated everything and then he became a professor. So Yoon just kind of narrating what is going on with the rest of the gang and like how they're doing. And Hak-chan is apparently in Hawaii and he is studying film and movie apparently. But they show a clip of him and he's watching porn. So I, I don't know. Anyways, um, annoying friend became a public service worker in the countryside and he basically just like runs, um, I guess like an errand service, community service department. Um, there's a lot of senior citizens in the countryside and so he basically like gets asked like to do different chores. Yujong came to Seoul and she became a kindergartner teacher. Junhee is working as a medical intern. Um, and he lives with Yoonjae. And he says that he doesn't know how Shiwon is doing because they haven't seen each other for six years. Like he's been avoiding her for six years. And then they meet. So in the last episode, if you remember, um, they were at a cafe and they met each other. So, um, so he gets off at a cafe and he places his order, iced caramel mocha with a lot of whipped cream. And yeah, they meet. And like, okay, I have here, oh my gosh, what is his phone? It looks like a mushroom. It literally looks like a mushroom. Like it, it looks like, you know, when you like cut, I don't know, shiitake mushrooms? Is that what, I, I don't even know. I hate mushrooms, so I don't even know what they're called. Like, you know, there are so many types of mushrooms. I hate them all. It looks like those, like the white one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know my mushrooms, clearly. <laughs> um, but like, it looks like when you chop them up to put on like pasta or whatever, like it looks like that. And it looks disgusting, like his phone. Um, yeah, I, I like took a picture of my screen when the when they like showed the phones. I'll like post it on our Instagram. So yeah, uh, make sure to follow us at KDrama in room 343. Like I'll post a picture. It looks ridiculous. Like it's worse than the Nokia phones. I don't know, were those Nokias? I don't know. I don't know what that was, but it's not even like a flip. It's a flip phone, but it's it's a weird, weird kind of flip phone. Cause like you turn it to the side, like a dial. Like anyways, he had that phone. 
and they're sitting at a cafe and they're sitting across from each other and they're very awkward they're like oh hey, hey long long time no see how, how have you been like um oh i've been good what what are you doing here so she still has her busan dialect but Yunjae, his accent is pretty much gone at this point. So um, he was like talking to her in Seoul Mai or like Seoul dialect. And she's like, hey, nice Seoul accent. And um, he's like, oh, you didn't fix yours. And she's like, you know, I'm pretty loyal. So she's like, do you have a girlfriend? And he's like, oh, yeah, she's a classmate from law school. Like, we haven't been dating for too long. And then she is like, uh-huh, I see. Immediately calls Chunhee to ask for confirmation. And Yunjae is all like, oh, shoot. And she's like talking to Chunhee and asks like, hey, um, I haven't talked to Yunjae in a while. How's he doing? Like, does he have a girlfriend? And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I see. And then she hangs up. And then he's like, you know, he, she's, she's like a friend, you know, like she's just a friend and she wants smiles and she's like she has like that evil smile and she says like <laughs> friend and she like cusses him out she's like f you beep you <laughs> yeah and then like you hear like a drum it's not a drum roll but it was like a really deep like like a bass drum sound like boom and then it just like rings yeah and Yunjae is narrating that he had avoided her at all costs. Like, he didn't go to any of the high school reunions. He went to Busan a day before Mother's Day and made all sorts of excuses not to go down for Thanksgiving or, like, for any other holidays for six years um, just so that he could avoid her. And he, he says that she basically ruined all that effort. Everything went back to the entrance ceremony date of high school in 1996 and then when they had their first kiss in 1997 and when he was like bawling and crying his eyes out in 1998. So he says that he basically became the 90s Union J once, you know, she started to talk, basically. <laughs> yeah. So back at home, Yunjae is like complaining to Chunhee, like, how can you be so dumb? Like, you didn't pick up any of the clues. Like, why would she even like call you? Like, you told her, like, you should have told her that I did have a girlfriend that like, you know, made up some kind of excuse. Like, did you not see this situation? And which is kind of ridiculous in itself, because like, first of all, like it was through the phone. And, um, you know, like, she said that she hadn't seen Yoonjae, so how would he know that they met, you know? And then Junie's so calm, like, he's, like, reading a book or something and, like, drinking milk or whatever. And he just, like, slaps down his book and he's like, you're the idiot. He's like, how did you become a judge with that head? And he says to him, I told her that you were seeing someone. And Junie's like... I made that up with the full strength of all my EQ. And I wrote, dang, Junhee, balls. Like, what? how did you even figure that out? Like, he's a genius. Like, legit genius. Um, so Yoonjae basically, like, you know, trolled himself. <laughs> uh, 
Shuni's like, you, you're the one who fell at your own guilty conscience. Like, this is all on you. And Yoon Jae looks so shocked. Um, he's like hitting himself. He's like, I should just die or whatever. Yeah. So Shiwon is laughing at home. She's kind of like chuckling to herself like, <laughs> got him, got him good. And then she answers the phone and her face like expression changes. Yoonjae comes out of the shower and he sees Chunhee dressed in all black and apparently Yujung's dad passed away. Um, so the gang, they go to Busan. Um, at the funeral, the annoying friend is there and he's like cleaning up. Some older people are there and they're playing poker, which is kind of rude, you know? They're like gambling in someone's funeral. Like, do people even do that? An annoying friend kind of hints at them to leave and then they leave. Annoying friend take cares of Yujong's parent, like her mom, and um, of Yujong as well. Um, she hasn't eaten, so so he's like, you need to eat because apparently there's two days left. I guess it's like a three-day ceremony. I'm not really sure how um, Korean funerals work, but um, another friend is trying to console her, saying that, you know, your dad must have been a good, kind-hearted person because a thousand people came to see him today. That kind of puts a smile on Yujung's face. And then the rest of the gang come, Shiwon, Yunjae, Junhee, and um, they're all sort of just like sitting and eating together and consoling Yujung. A lonely friend kind of brings up Hakchan and he's like, cause he's like, whoa, wow, look, you know, Yujung's dad brought all, all of us together. Um, too bad Hakchan's not here. And they're kind of like giving him the side eye. But apparently it's been so long, it's been six years since they broke up. It's all right, I, I sent him a text, but I mean, I don't know if he'll get it. I don't know if that text will reach Hawaii. Yoonjae asks Yujong in his Seoul accent. He asks her if her dad was sick for a long time. And then annoying friend is like, oh my gosh, your Seoul accent. Like, stop, stop. And they're talking about how like, you know, they all developed Seoul accents. Um, but apparently Yoonjae's is so on point that it annoys, um, it annoys annoying friend. <laughs> yeah, I figured out his name. His name is Songjae. Songjae is his name. Probably not gonna call him Songjae because I'm too used to annoying friend at this point. Anyways, um, so they reveal why Shiwon didn't learn the Seoul accent, and it's because her freshman classmates were all from like the southern provinces, so they all had the accent, like their dialects. So it was like hard for her to learn Seoul accents. Um, and then Yujong is kind of just telling the gang to be good to their parents while they still can. Um, it was pretty sad because she talks about how she wasn't a good daughter to her dad. He was constantly worried about her and um, she says that when she was so busy, like it was kind of a burden to keep answering their calls and even to go down to Busan. She was like, yeah, I didn't take care of them or even talk to them much because I was so busy with like my life in Seoul and finding a job. Um, she apparently didn't even know that he was sick and she's like crying. So his last words to her was to go back to work. Um, he said that he was okay and he was like genuinely worried that she would get fired from work for missing like days because of him. So she's like bawling at this point and it's really sad because yeah, like sometimes we think that like our parents are kind of, kind of a burden and well, not like a burden, but you know, when they call you at like your busiest, you literally 
do not have the time of day and you often kind of lay out your frustrations and I'm not speaking like you, you, I'm also speaking this from my um, experience as well. And I think like it's very relatable what she said that she did to her parents um, because we all have like busy lives and we can't always like focus and um, constantly like talk to our parents and stuff. But I really think that this scene was necessary in this drama because this drama is mostly about like friendship and family relationship, which is what I think it is. And um, we often f- take that relationship that we have with our parents for granted. So yeah, just um, think of your parents once in a while and uh, give them a call and tell them not to worry about you. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Juni Han Yoonjae and Shiwon. They talk about Yoojong and her dad. Oh, and this was pretty sad too because Yoonjae says, you know, he's an orphan. So he says that he's actually jealous of Yoojong and all the memories that she had of her and her dad. Um, because to him, like, whenever he thinks of his parents, it's not, like, he doesn't think of the memory, like, he had with them. He thinks of them, and he just kind of has this mentality that they're someone that he misses. But he doesn't necessarily have, like, any memories to back that up, which is really sad, too. So a new friend picks up Chunhee, and they leave. Um, they tell Shiwon and Yoonjae to make up. And Yunji tries to smoke. She was like, are you crazy? And she takes the cigarettes away. And she's like, just call a taxi already. But Yunji says, a car is coming. Like, someone's coming. And she's like, who? And it's apparently she wants parents. They came to pick them up because um, her dad had a home game and they won. So they were like, eh, we're near. Like, we'll drop by and pick you guys up. So their parents got a new car and she was like, when would you get a new car? And the dad's like, you need to pay attention to us more and, you know, be more like Yoonjae. Yoonjae apparently bought the car for them. So mom, like, as soon as they parked, like, the mom, like, got out of the car. She was the one that was driving because the dad had drank um, at, like, a party. So um, the mom literally, like, as soon as they park, she gets out of the car and she's, like, going to the restroom. So while they're waiting for the mom, the dad's kind of worried about uh, Yoonjae and gives him advice saying just to deal with all this stress or anything like his elder um, or his like supervisor or anyone who's giving him trouble um, since he's not really that sociable type. Um, he's just like, just deal with it. Just move on. Like, don't take it too to heart. And just giving him, you know, life advice. And then the phone rings and Shiwon's like, oh, it's probably mine. Oh, so the dad was feeling cold. And um, Shiwon kind of scolded him for like drinking um, since he had cancer, even though he is not, he doesn't have cancer anymore. He's like, I'm fine. Like, I'm healthy. But she's like, you really need to watch yourself. He's like, well, I feel a little cold, but that's it. So Shiwon takes off her blazer and then um, he gives it to him to like cover himself. And um, the dad's like, oh, thanks. And her phone rings. So um, she's like, just give me the phone. And (laughs) he like reaches into the pocket and he grabs something, but it's not her phone. It's a cigarette. And the dad is like, is this a new phone? Is this like a newly released version of a phone? And he starts like cussing her out and like he reaches over, like he's in the passenger seat and he like turns, he reaches over to the back and he grabs her hair and he's like 
pulling and like hitting her and he's like cussing her out and he like calls her the B word and he's like you you want to die like I'm gonna shave your head again and she was like it's not mine it's Yoonjae's and then he like pauses and then Yoonjae's like explaining that like yeah, it's mine. But then they sort of like, Yoonjae and Shiwon, they make like eye contact and like they're just kind of like signaling. <laughs> He's like, you guys are playing me. Like you think I'm a fool. So he like reaches over and grabs Yoonjae's hair as well. And there he's just like, you know, smacking them. And then the mom comes back <laughs> and then she's like, what's with you now? And the dad's like, Shiwon is smoking now. The mom doesn't really care. She's like, ah okay let's just leave <laughs> she just like drives and they're driving home while the dad is like still yelling and pulling and hitting them and the mom just keep driving she's like oh they still didn't make that turn possible yet here huh it's like where do i turn she's just like driving minding her own business while the dad is like beating them up it's pretty funny but yeah it's not safe so be safe i guess <laughs> Anyways. So it goes to annoying friend and he's working at, I don't know if it's like a police department. He's not a police officer. He's just kind of like um, a volunteer. Well, he's not a volunteer because he's getting paid. He said he's a government worker, but he works at like the help center. I think that's what it is. Like a local help center. So he gets called in to um, help out and assist people, the senior citizens living in the countryside. It includes like jobs like cleaning toilets, um, washing like those huge like kamasot. I don't know what that. It's like a huge pot. Like you put literally directly over fire, and you cook like large amounts of rice or any like food or whatever. And um, this grandma comes up to him and asks for her light bulb to be ex to be changed because it um, died, and she literally said that she couldn't see anything, that she is unable to eat. He was so exhausted at this point and his shift had ended. So he's like, please come back tomorrow. Like I will deal with, you know, I'll like help you get your light bulbs, all of your bulbs changed tomorrow. And then he leaves. It's back to Shiwon and she is still talking to Hyung on the phone and he did something for her. I think it was like for her work. I don't know. And then Hyung is like, you can repay me by making ramyun with a fried egg and she's like now and he's like yeah i'm already here so he comes into her apartment it's a pretty small apartment and she's living by herself and she's like kind of nagging him like you can't keep coming into you know like a girl's apartment like this and on a late so late at night and he brought a cake and they're just talking about i don't know like at first i was very confused as to what their relationship was because it seemed like they were still dating but then she kind of draws a line um she keeps saying that like you're the reason you're gonna be the reason why i won't be able to get married because there's gonna be rumors that you and i are something and then Hyung is like, good, then I can actually marry you or whatever, something like that. And she kind of freezes and she says that to her, he is still just her daddy long legs, kind of like a benefactor, not anything like romantic. Apparently he still likes her and he kind of asks like, do you want to get back together? He indirectly asks her this. Is it okay if I actually make a move on you? Or something like that. Like, I was just very cringed and very, like, grossed out at this point. I was like, 
Hex no, leave, get out of my house. Yeah, so she's just saying that to her, he will always be someone that is always good to her, but nothing romantic. So they do a flashback to 1999 when she says that she has something to tell him. This was when he gave her the ring and she basically tells him that she likes him a lot, but she says that her heart does not race when she's with him. Um, she's like, I don't know if it's because I'm young and I don't know what it feels like to like someone, but I don't have any romantic feelings for you. And she's like, I think I am starting to develop that for somebody else. And she apologizes. He like hugs her and he's like, you know, just take your time and I'll wait for you until you like me. He basically tells her that, you know, I'll be your daddy long legs, always being next to you. And I don't know, this was kind of creepy too. I was like, eh, just take your rejection and go, like go, go. Back to the present. Um, yeah, they're eating fried eggs with ramen. I've never actually had fried egg with ramen. I always do have egg with ramen. Like you kind of cook it in the ramen soup, but I've never had like fried egg with ramen. Is that a thing? That was the first time I've seen that. Like I've know pe some people do fried egg with their jajangmyeon, which is like the black bean noodles, but I've never seen them like fried egg with ramen. I, I feel like I should try that. That actually sounds pretty good, but I always like my soup to have a little bit of egg, like to soften the flavor. I should try that. Have you guys tried it? Let me know. How do you eat your eggs with ramen? Back to the story. He's like, am I just still daddy long legs to you? And he's like, do you even know how that story ends? I actually don't know how the story ends, so I kind of looked it up. And apparently they end up together is, I don't know, Wikipedia wasn't too clear. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's where I get all my sources, you know? Um, but I think that she develops a romantic feelings for him and they end up together. I don't know. If you guys know, please let me know on Twitter at KDrama in room 343. Okay, back to Annoying Friend. The next day, the grandma comes back and asks for the light bulb to be changed. And she tells him that like, I couldn't even eat because it's dark and I couldn't even like do work because it's dark in the house. And um, Annoying Friend is like, hi, this is not a good time right now today. Like apparently like some celebrity is coming into town and they're filming and he has to be there to like help out. But I think he just wanted to go and see. He didn't have to be there, but he wanted to see. And he's just kind of like brushes off the grandma. It's like, oh, tomorrow, like I will reserve my day for you tomorrow. Like just come back tomorrow. Back to Shiwon's house. Um, I guess this is kind of like a flashback to when they were still down in Busan. I'm not sure if it was the same day or not. Anyways, um, Yoonjae is sleeping in Shiwon's old room and her mom had laid out the dried spicy peppers um, on the floor and she was just kind of like drying them. So I guess the room didn't become a golf putty practice room. It became dried vegetable garden. I don't know what you would call that space. But anyways, yeah. And the two, they're kind of drinking beer in the room and they're asking each other like, hey, are you okay? Like your head, you know, from the dad freaking out and attacking them. And um, she was like, I'm okay, I'm used to it. Like, are you okay? You look pretty surprised. And you just like, yeah, I was surprised. But he tells her that he was also thankful. She was like, wow, why are you thankful? 
And Yunji tells her that ever since he was young, like he's been treated differently every time someone found out that he was an orphan. And he said that whenever they would pity him or whenever they would, you know, be nice to him because because he was an orphan, like he would feel so bad for himself. Realizing that to him, Hyung is the only person that he has literally made him so feel bad because other people were treating him to be that way. You know, like giving him pity and all that stuff. But he said that this feeling, he hasn't felt it in a while. He rarely feels this because of her parents. Like her parents were his basically adopted parents and they took care of him so well that he had rarely felt this. So to have someone worried about him um, and his smoking habit or anything like that, like is truly something to be thankful for. So, um... Yeah. While they're talking, I noticed that the her door still had the H.O.T. Tony sign. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. She doesn't have the posters in her room, but I think she had posters when, um, like, in her apartment that she lives by herself. I think, yeah, she had posters there. But anyways, so they're kind of, like, looking at each other and, like, oh, sweet moment. And Shiwon asks Yoonjae if he still has feelings for her. And Yoonjae is kind of like looking away and um, he like answers her, but he says that he'll tell her later. He's like, mm, I don't think now is the time. And then he gets up and goes into sleep. The next day, the grandma came again and annoying friend tells her that, yeah, I reserved this day for you. Let's go. So they take a bus and it's a long way. She lives so far. She lives apparently, she has to get off at the last stop in the woods. They get off by a creek and they have to walk over the creek. Like it's a very narrow bridge and they're constantly walking. The day gets dark and they're still walking. Um, yeah, she lives so far away and Oh, they switch to Yunjae and Shiwon, and they're waiting at the hospital for Junhee to go down to Busan, but Junhee apparently can't go um, because something came up, because he's an intern. And so, um, yeah, Yunjae and Shiwon, they just decide to drive down by themselves in his Onata. So, again, the driver's seat doesn't open, <laughs> and so um, Shiwon looks like disgusted when she saw the car. And then like he turns on the engine and of course the radio is static, the wiper goes off. She's like on the passenger seat and after he like tried to settle down the wipers and then the radio, he like she like looks at him and she's like, I don't want to take this car. And she like tries to get out. Um, she's like opening the door, but it doesn't open. And then and then Yunjae like kind of awkwardly laughs and he like turns off the engine and then the door opens. <laughs> It's like a death car. And he's like, you know, there's really not much trouble if the car is actually like moving. So we can take it. It's it'll be okay. Like so um Shiwan's like, you know, you I don't understand your you you Yoon brothers. Like you guys are so weird. Like why do you not want to sell things and get new things? Like what's with you? And why are you so frugal? And um Yoonji's like, Well, I don't want this car, but Hyung said he doesn't want to sell it. He said it it has too many of memories with you. And it was kind of like, it was kind of like a stab. That was very much a stab. And yeah. 
Um, so back to grandma, they literally are walking forever. They're like hiking upwards and she's like out of breath and she's very tired and she's like, oh, are you tired? We can take a break break if you want. And annoying friend, like he gives her a piggyback ride and um, apparently she lives all alone because her husband died a few years ago and she has one daughter, but she lost contact with her a long time ago. And the grandma's like constantly apologizing to annoying friend he's like i'm so sorry i'm such a huge burden on everyone around me like you and you know my daughter and it's probably better off if i just die too and annoying friend is like no don't think that way like you are not a burden and he kind of obviously feels incredibly sorry for her for like brushing off her so easily um, after all the work that she did to come to that office to seek help you know so he's like trying to console her. They finally reach the house and he fixes the light bulb. It's a really, really old house. It kind of looks like a Korean haunted house. It looks very scary. I would not want to live there by myself. And I feel really bad that, you know, the grandma, she has to live there all alone by herself. And the reason why she had to come all the way to the office was because she said no one lived around her. That's so scary. Anyways, okay. Back to Chunhee. Um, Chunhee is in the hospital and apparently he didn't have anything. He just didn't want to go with Yoonjae and Shiwon, I guess. I guess. I think he was trying to like set them up, you know? And he talks to this Hombe and he's thinking about moving out of Yoonjae's apartment because I feel like Chunhee has like that sense. He's like, oh, they're gonna get together and it's probably best if I move out, I guess. Shiwon and Yoonjae, they're driving and and he still has the metal S that she gave him a long time ago, like back in the day, I don't know. And he actually like kind of framed it and he was using it as a key ring. And she was like staring at it and she stops and she's like, answer me now. Do you still like me? And Yoonjae's like kind of flustered. He's like, what? Like now? He's like, yeah, just answer me now. He then asks her back, like, what about you? Like, why are you asking me that? Do you like me? And Shiwon's like, yeah, I like you. And then there's like this big drum, that bass drum drop, boom. He looks kind of lost. He's like, what? And she tells him, I like you not as a friend, but as a man. Like, I like you. And he looks so shocked. He like pulls over and Shiwon asks like, okay, what about you? Answer me. Do you like me? He looks so shocked. Like, he's like shooked. Shooketh. And he doesn't answer. He's like hesitating. And he's narrating that he's hesitating. <laughs> like he's like, I don't it's a narration. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I was hesitating. And you can tell that he was hesitating. <laughs> I don't know why I thought this was funny, but it was funny. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I, I hesitated back then and I'm he hesitating now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> So, um, so we don't know, like, that's it. Like, I don't know if he said it. He, I don't know. I, this is weird. Moving on. So, um, back to Yujong and I guess it's the last day of their fun of the funeral, um, her dad's funeral and they get on a bus and I think it's to head to the cemetery. Um, and then the bus 
like bus is leaving and then like someone stops the bus and then that person gets on and it's Hak-chan and all the gang they're like looking and they're like shocked and they're like smiling it's like oh wow it's good to see you and Yoo Jung's on the back of the bus and she's like crying because you know she lost she's like still mourning and then she sees Hak-chan because Hak-chan like comes up to her and sits next to her and she like cries harder and he like gives her a hug and I was like oh yes I ship them so much like these two people like Hak-chan and Yoo Jung I ship 100% Yoon Jae and Shiwon <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Shimon and Hyung, heck no. Zero percent. Zero percent. Negative percent. Okay. So it's back to Shiwon's house and she's working and then the doorbell rings. She gets a package from Mr. Jervis to Judy. I was like, the heck? But apparently those are the characters from Daddy Long Legs. I don't know. Because obviously I didn't read the book. And she's like reading the book and she looks shocked. So the package was daddy long legs and she was reading and like they show you like a picture but it's like blurred i don't know i think it's like a copyright thing from vicky so we don't know what she sees but um like she looks very shocked i don't know what that ending was but that's how this episode ends so yeah lots of things happened um i don't know if 100 percent again with these dramas like i don't know if all the details were necessary in this drama or in this episode. Um, did you guys like this episode? I feel like this episode was okay. It wasn't the best. And I said last episode that episode 12 was kind of like the exposition or like really close to the climax where you're like hitting up the climax. So this episode should have been the climax. It was pretty anticlimactic. Not gonna lie. Like this was not it. This was not it. Like I don't know what I was waiting for. Anyways, um... Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to me rambling on about episode 13. We have three more episodes, you guys. And I feel like it's always the last episodes um, with a lot of, you know, details because they got to like fix and tie up the loose ends. Um, but yeah, I think my favorite character is definitely the mom. <laughs> she cracks me up. Um, and yeah, let us know what your thoughts are on Twitter and on Instagram. We also are partnered up with Audible. And for our listeners, you guys get a free audiobook of your choice and a 30-day free trial if you sign up at www.audibletrial.com slash kdrama in room 343. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys about episode 14 next time. Bye! <laughs>